So dear friends, we began Lenten season this past Wednesday with ashes. And every first Lent, every first Sunday of Lent rather, we hear the gospel story of the three temptations which the Christians have heard since the fifth century. It was kept since the fifth century because its motif was timeless. That is to say, because each generation of Christians had its own particular three temptations that people struggled with. And also, it proved to be a good motivational point to get started on the common journey of repentance and renewal. So here we are, some 18, 19 centuries later, hearing the same gospel and dealing with our own three temptations. They're not the same, I guess, they were back in the 5th century, or the 10th century, or the 17th century. That's because, I guess, we have our own temptations today. The question, however, is what those might be. Could it be issues of anger that we are struggling with, pride or jealousy, or power, wealth, infidelity, selfishness, you know, self-righteousness or self-reliance, or perhaps it could be something else. But this evening, I like to think of three different temptations that some of us might be able to relate to. You know, in our modern-day culture, a temptation for some of us could be the neglect of the inner life. Some time ago, the Newsweek magazine had its, on its cover just one word, exhausted. The inside story was on how the syndrome of exhaustion was depleting Americans from the president of Harvard down all the way, all the way down. Of the modern day technology are more enslaved than before and not emancipated as was expected. So the article talked about, you know, how one woman worked for 70 hours, leaving very little time for her family, her friends, and her 20-year-old son. In the end, she physically collapsed. I guess when one works like that, what time do we have for, the, for our inner selves? What time do we have even to take care of our bodies and our souls? And then the article goes on to, you know, comment about good old past days when life was hard and therefore people had to work really hard to make ends meet. But then 
When you came home, there were no voicemails. There were no emails to answer. There were no cell phones to interrupt your dinner with your loved ones, with your family. Home was home and not a pit stop for gathering data before you head back to work the following day. So in the midst of all this, the question is, how do we find the time that we need for ourselves? The downtime. All this means that a lot of people are working 24-7 even when they're not supposed to be working technically. There never enough time. There is never enough time is the cry. That is my cry too. You know, how do we therefore find that what we talk so much about, that work-life balance? Never enough time to cultivate the inner life and the life of relationships with family, with friends, and certainly with God. So could this be one of our temptations? The second temptation for me stems from that first one, a failure to cultivate the inner life. You know, we live in very interesting times, and these times are known as postmodern times because we live in a postmodern world. And one of the hallmarks of the so-called postmodern world, as academics put it, is the loss of transcendence because the human will is worshipped as the ultimate reality. There is no truth and goodness outside of us because I make the truth. I create what is good for me. And nobody has any right to tell me what I should be doing. Anything goes. I do my thing and you do your thing. And who's, who's to say who, what is right or who is right or who is wrong? We think we celebrate openness. But the question is, is it an openness to the transcendence? Or is it an openness to the projection of my own lips and mind? Is our culture letting us hanker after our own creations? You know, those ideas that I feel comfortable with, those insights that I feel secure with, and those notions that boost and confirm my self-importance in the end. And then it all becomes everything, it all becomes about me. You know, when it's all about me, I create who I want to be. So could this be my second temptation? The third temptation for us today might sound a little strange at first, but the more you think about it, the more sense it makes. And that is the temptation to, you know, hang on to emotional garbage. Look around us with many broken relationships and fractured and mobile lives, we can become tied to emotional 
or painful memories and experiences. And that is why it's so important to ask what unhappy or unhealthy emotional experiences from the past am I carrying with me? The hurts, the pain, the guilt, the shame, the betrayal. Lent, dear friends, is a time to hand things over to God and get on with, with, with our lives, with our spiritual journey. That's a temptation to hang on to unhealthy emotional and spiritual experiences from the past. Because Lent is a time to let go, a time for renewal, a time when sins are atoned for, forgiven, and when new beginnings are at hand. So there you are, our perhaps our modern day three temptations. I'm sure there are others, but Lent invites us to look at ourselves and see where our personal, spiritual, and uh, uh, social lives are heading. But Lent is also difference is a time to, to admit our own insufficiency. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot rescue ourselves. We stand in God, stand in need of God's salvation because we are powerless to do this on our own. That's what Lent is about, realizing where we have gone wrong and let God take charge, handing things over to God. So in light of today's gospel reading, let's ask ourselves very simple question, questions. What are my hungers? What are my thirsts? And how do I satisfy them? What or who do I worship and why? How do, how do I show off my, my power and importance? These are, these are difficult questions. They were difficult for Jesus too. That is why, dear friends, we need 40 days, perhaps more than 40 days, to go into the desert and face two realities our temptations, and our God.